Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 brings back the hottest hip-hop radio show live from KLP Entertainment and KLP Studios. Then KLP in the morning with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. You know what it is? Put your hands up. Tune in now on any audio platform. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ah, uh, come on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know the roof on fire. We go boogie, hoogie, hoogie, jiggle, wiggle, and dance like the roof on fire. We go drink drinks and take shots until we fall out like the roof on fire. Now, baby, get my booty naked, take off all your clothes and light the roof on fire. This beat is I'm on fire. I tell her, baby, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. We rocking out, rocking out with y'all. Shout out to all my podcasters out there. We back in front of the cameras, 4K camera that is. Hey. Yeah. This way. I was born in the rain. Hey. That's right. I'm on But, you know, I, I had to boogie, get the boogie done real quick. Shout out to that pit bull. Pit bull. Walk this way. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. That's right. I'm on. Come on. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Yeah. This beat is dope. We're taking it, taking it back. We gonna get started in a minute, y'all. I, I know y'all ready for the podcast, but we gotta. Jam out a little bit for the podcast. Bringing it back. Hey. 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 This beat is dope. We're bringing it, bringing it back.
play music all night long and all morning long and all day long but we got to get started with the with the podcast because that's what you guys came here to see welcome back to the podcast klp in the morning we are back y'all it's been a minute and when i say it's been a minute it genuinely has been a minute because you know we've been doing the klp after party podcast live stream right and we've been doing the KLP Aftermath podcast, and that's a show where, where me and, and Rocco, we, we cut it up in the podcast world and the radio station, and we give y'all that, that audio version of that podcast. But I am one of those people that I like to give people enough content that I can. And I know KLP in the Morning was a show that, you know, we've we've had the studio and we have the cameras and the lighting. And, you know, it's been a minute since we've done this type of show uh, I am glad that we are back doing this type of show because not only that we're doing the audio version, we're doing the video version of this podcast live here in the studio. So uh, thank you all for staying tuned for that. Um, yeah, so I thought it was very fitting to uh, give you guys the KLP in the morning uh, podcast, but I do know that now I've got to sort my shows out during the week. So I think this is going to be with the KLP in the morning. I do think that's good. This is going to be a Friday morning exclusive type podcast because it is Friday um, by the time you're watching and listening to the show. So I think I'm going to bring this show back for sure, but I think I'm going to have it to be a Friday exclusive uh, typically Monday or Tuesday, one of them too. Mostly it's been on Tuesday now, but mostly Mondays or and or Tuesday, we do the KLP after party podcast. We do that live, right? And then during the weeks of Wednesdays and Thursdays, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, sometimes it just depends on schedule. We do the KLP aftermath audio podcast and it's like, okay, what can I do on Friday? You know, because Saturday, Sunday, we shut everything off. It's weekend. We ain't working the weekend, right? Shout out to the weekend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is what we're doing, and I am I'm glad to be back in front of the camera, by the way. Um, you know, our cameras have been extraordinary. Uh, we are filming with the JVC 4K camera. Can't wait to take this to New York. Shout out to New York. Oh, my God, I can't wait. That's two weeks away. Two weeks away, T. T's here. T's in the studio. Mike D is also here as well. So, oh, Simone, Simone. Shout out to you. You're here in the studio as well. I see y'all over there getting ready for y'all stories here for the show. A little extra for the KLP in the morning podcast show. So welcome. This is going to be, and, and this is, and really these shows are just, these are great names, but they're just names, right? Because obviously, other than KLP Aftermath being an audio version podcast, because we just don't have enough time in the day to record everybody, uh, every show is kind of the same almost, right? Because we have it to where... When we come down to it, you know, we play the music, the beginning and end, and then I give you topics, and then Simone and, and Mike and Tyrus will give their stuff. So it's going to be kind of the same kind of podcast formula, if you will. Um, but, you know, w with more me on the screen, because I, I genuinely like being in front of the cameras with the lights and the equipment and whatnot. So I am humbled. I am blessed. So I, I thank you guys for that as well. It's just one of those things that I'm ready for. I look forward to, you know, the podcasting style style of things. So, again, with this, this would be a Friday morning podcast. And I like to call this the main event, right? The main event of my week, right, is coming in, in the studio to do one final podcast for the week. 
Uh, so yeah, let's get on to the topics of the conversation. Y'all didn't want to hear me babble about this. Now, I, I love this type of show because I have topics, but I got my phone, right? Because I like to, I write notes on my phone. I, I'm that podcaster where I got to get my notes in my phone. Um, so Tekken 8, shout out to Tekken 8 for sure. So Tekken 8 receives good reviews. Uh, yes, I pre-ordered. I, I, I fell into the trap. I'm a huge fighting gamer right street fighter was amazing uh mortal kombat one was great i beat it i beat that beat that one kind of quick um so tekken 8 receives good reviews when it comes down to ign and metacritic um i want to say that ign if i can remember ign rated tekken 8 to have a nine and everybody knows when I go up and I get into my my mood and I get into all of the things that when I when I look for a video game or wanting to get a new game, I always look for the reviews. I really look for the reviews from Metacritic, IGN, GamesRat, Kotaku, you know, because nowadays, yes, it is true. And I've been saying the same thing over and over again. Games are expensive. Games are, it's a hot commodity to go out there and get these type of games right now it is so so expensive um so i do look at the reviews i do look at all of that to make sure that it is what we're looking for in a video game and i honestly gotta say i do think that this one is worth it honestly if it's receiving nine out of ten i think metacritic gave it a four out of five if i i gotta remember i gotta look at the reviews again for those um, so I'm excited for Tekken uh, 8. Of course, I will be writing a review on it on our blog site. Go to our blog site, The Vox Times by KLP Entertainment, uh, where you see all of our bloggings from our associate writers and myself as well. We uploaded another blog today, me and my good, good partner in crime, Monica. We wrote... We wrote our latest uh, article about the box office and how it's important to movies. So, again, it's a good read. It's a very fantastic read, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I will be, you know, talking about Tekken 8, and I will be giving my full-blown uh, review. I'm excited because I played the demo. And let me tell you real quick about this game. Based off the demo, I haven't played the full game yet because I just haven't had time to sit down and to really play my PlayStation 5 because I've been busy. But based off this demo... I think it's amazing. I really do think that it's one of those games where they not only use Unreal Engine, but they use all of the mechanics with Unreal Engine 5 and the scope of PlayStation, right? Um, the demo look, the demo does, does this game not justice, right? Because there's just so much beautiness into this game, not only from the character's aspect, but from the background, the foreground. There's a lot of interaction um, parts of each fighting match that you will have to encounter right um i've died played i played this demo because i haven't played tekken since tekken 6 and i know i'm ashamed of it because i did skip tekken 7 i just never got around to it but i'm very hyped about this one because like i mentioned is unreal engine 5 the, the, you're you're getting it on playstation 5 it's a very good console with 60 frames per second uh right so you're getting all of these graphics within this game and then some, right? There's more that's going to be in the full game that we didn't quite get to see in the in the uh, demo. One thing I'm excited for with Tekken 8 is the storyline. I like it when storylines are very, very compelling. And I like it when storylines continue on the whole series, right? You know, you have this long story. And I got to give a shout out to Brian Cox. Plays Logan Roy in the Gram uh, not Grammy, <laughs> Emmy uh, winning award-winning show Succession, uh, 
he did a commercial for Tekken 8, so you know it's got to be good if you got the awesome Brian Cox to do your trailer, right? That's besides the point, guys. I am so stoic about this game. I can't wait for all the characters. Um, I'm still waiting on Eddie. I don't know what Tekken 8's doing or Tekken's doing, but not from my knowledge, I we haven't been announced Eddie, right? I think I know what's going on, right? This is just my, my, my little critique. I think what's going on is Eddie might be a DLC that they know is a hot character and they know people will pay for that character. So I honestly do think we might see Eddie as a downloadable character along the lines. I would not be uh, be shocked if we saw uh, Akuma from, from the uh, Street Fighter, right? Because they've made a lot of expansions like that before where Akuma came over to a Tekken game, right? And they did the whole collabo. Yes, I played the game. It was called, what, what was that game called? Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I played that game. That game, I liked it. I liked it for what it was. I liked it. Um, so, yes, it's happening. It is, I think Eddie might be a DLC where they say, hey, people will pay for that. And this is how we're going to get some more money from this game. Right? Because every game is going to have a DLC. Um but yeah, I'm excited for it. I cannot wait to play it. Yes, I fall into the creek of, of pre-ordering video games or falling into the creek of pre-ordering that one because I'm just, I'm very excited for that one. Um, typically, I don't like to pre-order. I don't. But, you know, we, we, we kind of up, you know, this podcast is, you know, kind of making me some money. So, you know, there's, we there's come, with, come with the perks, right? And I got to write about it and podcast about it, right? So, uh, like I say, very, very fantastic. I'm ready for it. Shout out to... Uh, Bandai Namco, shout out to Tekken, all the Tekken fans out there. This one goes to y'all. I'm excited. I'm super, super excited for this. Now, speaking of, I mentioned Brian Cox being uh, part of the Emmy Award winning uh, show Succession. Now, the Oscar nominations have been have been released. And of course, I wanted to give my own critiques about this nomination. Now, um, the Oscars is around the corner. It's been a great season of, of awards, right? You had what what you had first. You had the Golden Globes was first, the Critical Choice was next, the Emmys, and now you have the Oscars. And then later on you'll have the Grammys and whatnot, right? I don't know when the Tonys are. So comment below. When are the Tonys? Because I, I have no idea. Um, so I wanted to go down these this list of nominations real quick. Uh, to talk about who is nominated for what for this year's Oscars. This is the 96th Academy Awards. 96. We're almost to 100. Now, the actor in a leading role here, the nominees for those, you got uh, Bradley Cooper plays Maestro. I watched Maestro. Maestro is over, available right now on Netflix. Shout out to Maestro. Not a sponsor from Netflix, but it's Netflix. If you want to sponsor me, give me a give me a holler. Uh, yeah, that movie's good. I probably will write. I'll write about that one later on. Uh, that movie's really really good. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, my man Coleman Domingo. He playing in his his um his kind of a biopic. Uh, Rustin, of course, we you know him from the latest. He plays Mister in the color purple. But it's good to see that he's nominated for this one because Rustin was a, uh, you know, Bernard, uh, Rustin iconic character for the civil rights movement. So um, this is always very, very good to see. Um, my votes on Coleman Domingo, obviously. You've got Paul Giamatti, uh, the how, the holdovers. Paul Giamatti is a fantastic actor, by the way. Shout out to him. Not only he's been in hit classic movies like Big Fat, Big, Big Fat Liar, right? 
I saw this show called Billions. Shout out to Billions. I need to continue to watch the show. I, I There's just so many shows I'm watching right now. But Paul Giamatti is a phenomenal actor. I haven't seen the holdovers yet. I probably will because if it's nominated, I'm going to watch it. Uh, one thing I'm going to do, a lot of podcasters are going to do before the Oscars, they're going to watch all these movies or try to attempt to watch all these movies uh, before the before the Oscars so they can kind of know who's who. Um, but Paul Giamatti, I know, I don't know him personally, but I know his acting work. He's phenomenal. Uh, you got Cecilian uh, Murphy. He plays Oppenheimer in the latest Oppenheimer film by Christopher Nolan. Shout out to you. Uh, you got my man Jeffrey Wright from American Fiction. I really want to see that movie. I really want to see that movie. I might even go because I did win a, uh, uh, a gift card to Fandango. So I might book and go see this movie. Maybe this weekend. I don't know. So that was your nominees for actors in the leading room. Now you got actors in the supporting role for the male side. You've got Sterling K. Brown. He's a nominee for American Fiction. Phenomenal actor, by the way. I think he's 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 uh, in the latest show. This is us. And then he was also in Black Panther as well. Those are the I'm, I'm sure he had a lot of other shows, but those are the ones that I, I'm thinking of right now. Uh, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon. Shout out to Killers to the Flower Moon. I did a review on the podcast. I think it was KLP Aftermath. I love the movie a bit too long. Uh, I think I gave my critique on that. So if you want to know my full critique, go check out KLP Aftermath from this week. Podcast, by the way. Uh, but yeah, it's good, but it's just long too long for me you got robert down jr for Oppenheimer. honestly they say that they did fantastic in this role and he did win an emmy was it an emmy or golden globes one of them two he won already for it so i wouldn't be surprised for that uh, you got ryan goss goslin barbie he plays ken i'm not even gonna name all the other movies ryan goslin been in he's ryan goslin if you don't know who that is then you've been living under a rock um, you got Mark Ruffio, Poor Things. Shout out to Mark Ruffio. Um, the latest thing that I know him when he plays the Hulk in all the Marvel movies. Now you got the actress in the in a leading role. So this is the actress in the leading role. You've got um, Antoinette Bing and Nayed. I haven't heard of that movie, but I will check it out. Uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. She did good, though. She really did good in this one. You got Sandra Huller. Autonomy of a Fall. Haven't seen that one, but I will. Uh, you've got Carrie Mulligan. Uh, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, shout out to her. She's amazing. She's amazing. Now, she's been in, um, what was that? Damn, what was the movie about um, Harvey Weinstein? Um, she Said. I think, yeah, She Said. I think that's the name of that movie. She was in that one. She plays Daisy in the newest Great Gatsby movie. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. So I love her. Uh, Emma Stone and Poor Things. Emma Stone. I hear still making money. I remember when Emma Stone first came out. Amazing. Uh, next, you got actress in a supporting role uh, here for, for sure. You got Emily Blunt in uh, Oppenheimer. Shout out to Emily Blunt. My girl. My girl. Danielle Brooks, Color Purple. Yeah, I want her to win. Danielle Brooks plays um, Sophia uh, in this movie. And Color Purple, you just got to go see it. The musical, I don't care what people say. 
about it being a musical. Damn it. Color Purple was good. Very good. That's my winner. And if she don't win, we rioting. I'm just kidding. Um, America Ferreira for Barbie. Okay. Uh, you got Jodie Foster in Nayed. I, I, I got to see that movie. I don't know that movie. And as we get some some sound here, our studio's next. <laughs> we we here in Atlanta. So uh, Devin Joy Randolph, the holdovers. Uh, again, I need to see that movie, but that's the one Paul Giamatti was in. Um, so the next category, and I'm sure we're, I'm not going to go through all these categories because this will be a long podcast. Um, but animated feature film. This is the one I like because if you guys don't know about Kennedy Lucas films, we we dabble heavily in animation. By the way, go see the latest new movie, City Never Sleeps, on Reveal.net. You can go to Reveal.net, type in or search up our movie. We're there. Or you can download the app, Reveal. That's R-E-V-E-E-L. That's where our movie is streaming on right now. People have been seeing it, too. Um, Boy and the Haran. Uh, Hayao Mazaka, Maz, Mazaki and Toshio Suzuki. Very, very good. Elemental, Peter Son and Denise Rim. Haven't seen that one yet. Uh, Nam, Nam, Namona? Namona? If I pronounce that right, give me a thumbs up, y'all. Uh, Nick Bruno, Troy, these names, Quan, Quo, Quan, Karen Ryan, and Julie Zachary. Robot Dreams by Pablo burger i'm not even gonna pronounce these other names that's hard um spider-man across the spider-verse you got kim powers justin thompson phil lord christopher miller and amy pascal i think spider-man might win that one because that was just phenomenal i cannot wait for spider-man 2 in march they say it's coming out the part two is coming out in march we'll see um going through the list here i'm gonna go through this list um I'm going through the list that the ones that I know personally uh, directing. Here's the nominees autonomy of the fall. You got Justin Triet uh, killers of the flower moon. You got Martin Scorsese. Oh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a match y'all. Cause you got killers of the flower moon. That's Martin Scorsese that directed. And you got Oppenheimer from Christopher Nolan. So you got two of the greats, <laughs> two of the great directors going head to head, going head to head with each other. That's interesting. Uh, poor things. You got Yorgos Lathemos and the Zone of Interest, uh, Jonathan Glazer. Uh, so yeah, these are really, really, and like I say, I'm not going through the whole list like the best music. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, okay. So best picture, yeah, I'll go through best picture, but like hair and makeup and all that. Th- those are really awesome titles. It's just we don't have time and and space for the podcast for naming all of it. Uh, so best picture. This will be my final one. Best picture. Uh, here are the nominees. You got American Fiction, Autonomy of the Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Now, here is my take. It might be... This is tough. Because you got four movies that I think will be close running American fiction. I was told that it was very good killers of, of the flower moon. That's Martin Scorsese. So you can never go wrong with that a little too long for my taste, but it's a good movie. Maestro was good. I enjoyed every moment of that movie. I watched that entirely, but then you got Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer had some big box over office numbers. 
like big, right? And I can't wait because Oppenheimer is planning to come to Peacock in February 23rd. Cannot wait for that. So that's going to be hard. I will give my critiques in a later podcast because I don't have which one I think going to win. I don't have it all because there are two movies out of the four I just mentioned that I haven't seen. I haven't seen American Fiction and I haven't seen Oppenheimer quite yet. Killers of the Flower Moon and Barbie's on here too, but Killers of the uh, Flower Moon and Maestro I've seen. Um, So it'll be unfair for me to go ahead and judge um, who I think is going to win because I haven't seen the other two movies yet. So I would give my critiques a little bit, a little bit later when it comes down to it. So very, very good nominees. The Oscars is coming up. I will be watching. And of course, because I'll be writing about it and I'll be podcasting about it. My reactions for sure. Now, Simone, Simone, Simone. Simone's in the building. She's going to give us our latest in hip-hop news. Go ahead. Take it away. Ever since his legendary interview with Shannon Sharp, Cat Williams has been at the center of the conversation when it comes to black comedy. Several of his peers have began chiming in to respond whether or not they were even mentioned. With the conversation still ongoing, a rare interview from 1968 featuring Red Fox has started to circulate online. In the interview from nearly 60 years ago, Fox would speak on some of the same topics Cat would mention in his own discussion, which would range from things like joke stealing, stereotypical movie roles, and much more. The interview could easily be seen as a warning for those coming after him. Now, as stated before, the interview was recorded in 1968, several years before Fox would become a household name, playing Fred Sanford in Sanford and Son. During the conversation, Fox was asked why he doesn't take on more responsibility in the civil rights movement. His answer was that he considered himself a nightclub comedian. He will also go on to say that he could easily make the transition from nightclub comedian to television comedian if given the right script and opportunity. The reason why Fox is so sure he's capable of making the transition is because he's seen his material on TV before, performed by other comedians. This newly rediscovered video on Red Fox is relevant while still dealing with the aftermath of Cat Williams' interview with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. Back in 1968, black comedians were dealing with stereotypical offers from movie studios and Fox had the strength to decline those roles without knowing if another opportunity would even come his way. Fox knew who he was and who he didn't want to become. Some would say not many comedians in his position would do the same. Now, 55 years after the interview, black comedians are experiencing a similar issue. Cat's conversation with Shannon Sharp would touch on black comedians wearing dresses, who some think is just as damaging to the black man's image as a Stephen Fetch or Mantan Moreland character. Fox also spoke on hearing some of his own comedy material on television from different comedians. Now, if you've been following the Cat Williams saga, you know he would call out Cedric the Entertainer for stealing one of his jokes and using it for the original Kings of Comedy. In Fox's interview, he would insinuate that the comedians he saw on television using his material were a safer option for the network than bread. Much like Cat Williams, who would insinuate that movie studios thinks Kevin Hart is a much safer option than Cat himself. It appears that Fox's and others' warning about problems for black entertainers continues to still come up. Thanks, Simone. Really, really appreciate what's going around around the series. You know, um, look, Cat Williams and all that, all that stuff is going on. But then you also got The Breakfast Club. They're talking about some mess, too. So that's what T's going to talk about. 
T, what's going on over there at the Breakfast Club, my man? When Angela Yee left the Breakfast Club for her own radio show back in December 2022, it was announced that for the entire 2023 season, the popular radio show would be rotating guest hosts until they found a permanent third host that would be announced at the top of 2024. Jess Hilarious seemed to be the front-runner for this spot, as she made frequent appearances on the show all year with DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. Not only that, but fans seemed to back her as well. However, as 2024 has arrived, there still hasn't been any official announcement on who would be joining the show as the new co-host. In fact, it looks like now the comedic personality won't be joining the Breakfast Club after calling both DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God trash in an Instagram story. This would start earlier this week when Jess would repost a clip from The Breakfast Club where the hosts talk about the career of Sizzler, even comparing her to Mary J. Blige. Jess' commentary on the clip would say, These niggas trash. Envy, shut up. I know artists be pissed when old heads do this because now everybody negatively comparing Sizzler to MJB, and it ain't even her fault. Now, many would take this as a sign that Jess Larry's wouldn't be joining the show after all. Ever since the Breakfast Club has returned for the new year, fans have been asking about a third co-host. In response to Jess' comment on her Instagram story, one fan of social media would write, Not her trashing them via IG, but she was okay sitting up there and letting them talk down on everybody else. Another would chime in to say, Must be something going on behind the scenes, because Charlotte has always seemed to be a big supporter of Jess, even if she disagreed. They didn't say anything wild or worthy of being called trash. Now, interestingly enough, just last month, Jess would take to her Instagram story and announce that she would be joining the show as its new host. But this announcement was never confirmed by our radio, nor was it confirmed by DJ Envy and Charlemagne. Now, just a few weeks ago, TMZ caught up with Charlemagne to ask him about the elephant in the room when asked about a third co-host. Although Charlemagne didn't say much in his interaction, he did make it known that he's not happy that a third host hasn't been found. He would also say that he's done bringing in gas hosts to rotate. In the midst of the search for a new host, Little Duval would take to social media to address the criticism the show has gotten in recent years. Duval would say, Y'all be hating on the Breakfast Club, like it ain't our culture's biggest platform we got. If they in, where else y'all gonna go promote? As hot as y'all think y'all favorite podcast is, ain't none of them on the Breakfast Club's level. Statistically, facts, not an opinion or as diverse and consistent for our culture as a whole. If there's one platform we can afford to hate on, it's them. We barely got anything now. Y'all see we not even on TV no more like that, but just like everything else, you won't see it until it's over. Duval's comments would cause a mixed reaction with some agreeing with what he had to say and others offering their own suggestions on shows that are great for the culture, like Joe Budden podcast, Drink Chance of Lad TV, Comedy Hype, and even Club Shay Shay were all mentioned. So, let's talk about him in the comments below. What do you guys think about Jess Hilarious calling DJ Envy and Charlemagne trash? Is it something that she crossed the line? And where does the Breakfast Club blink in cultural relevance today? Yeah, uh, yeah, this is Breakfast Club. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite radio shows. I still, I still listen to them, but it's, it's hard. It's very, very hard for them to, to go along with it. Um, so, this fun part of the show part of the show is what i like to call this segment because it is part of the show and i cannot wait to talk more about it because these are the questions that you guys put in the forum and i answer them live well not live usually and i I, it would have been live i'm doing klp after party that's live but this show is sort of pre-recorded if you will so 
Uh, yeah, you guys posted these questions to our forum, and these are very good questions. These are just engaging questions that I can answer here on the podcast just to not only make the show be spectacular, but to have some content for sure. So we have, we pulled three questions out of 50 questions that we've had this week. Excuse me. And the first question is, what is the first thing you notice about, about um, and this was uh, for, this is the universal question. The question is, what is the first thing you notice about a, a guy or a girl? Um I'll answer both, right? I'll I'll answer both. I'll answer what I notice about a girl first. The first thing I notice about a girl is her smile. Shout out to her smile. Um, Yeah, I'm cheesy. I'm very, very cheesy with it. Um, When I'm coming to know somebody's personality and when I first see the girl for the first time, I go based off the smile. I don't care if it's cricket, cricket smile, because those are, those are interesting too. But there's two things when I, when I look for, when I look for her smile, I look first, if she's confident in her smile, right? Because me being the male, I'm confident in my smile. I am not afraid to smile when I need to. I'm smiling right now. I look for, if you are confident in your smile, uh, the second thing, I look at them teeth. Teeth are very important. Uh, I've seen women, and I still see them, um, older women, by the way. Let me clarify that because I do work in institution. So I do work in education. So I have to clarify these things. Uh, I, I look at older women that are that are graduated from college and they're grown, grown, right? So I look at them teeth. If your teeth are clean. Right now, I'm not going to go on the, on the show and say I've got the cleanest teeth in the shed and the cleanest teeth in the world. Cause no, I don't. I eat, I eat crap too. Right? I get it. But you best believe I'm brushing my teeth every night and every morning. Right? Sometimes, most of the time, after I eat lunch, let me go brush my teeth real quick. Um, so I look for your teeth. If your teeth are super bright white, I know you keep up with the teeth. And let me tell you. Girls with some pretty teeth, oh, my God. It's like heaven on earth, right? It's the most thing that I've noticed. I'm like, wow, you brush your teeth. So if I kiss you, I know your breath has to smell like mint because your teeth are super duper white. I also have met some girls who have some yuck mouth. Y'all know what yuck, shout out to the yuck mouths. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I noticed people with yuck mouth. When you have yuck mouth in your mouth, I'm saying you see your gums are black, your your teeth are yellow, your breath stink, right? You got yuck mouth. I ain't kissing that because I ain't trying to get, I ain't trying to have my mouth to have no cold sores. And trust me, I had a cold sore before. I remember when I had, a, and this was when I was a kid, by the way. I was very young when I had this cold sore on my lip. And my, my mom was like, who, get, like Lucas, who you been kissing? <laughs> you know, um, I would never tell that secret. So mom, if you're watching the podcast, I still ain't told you who I, who I kissed when I was a kid. I remember that kiss too, but I was young. I was like, what, seven, eight, right? Um, you don't want to end up with cold sores. You don't. So this is one of those things that, yeah, teeth, I notice very, very, um, I notice most. Um, I do notice, the first thing I notice within a girl is her skin. And not in a sexual way, but I do notice how clean your skin is. I think having a clean skin is most important. Um, and that's one thing I started to, to learn about myself too, like noticing how important it is to wash your face. And I, I know this, but 
keep your face washed and keep your skin clear, lay off the soda, drink more water, um, put products in your skin like lotion. You know, I've seen women who have, and you can tell that they rub that cocoa butter. Shout out to cocoa butter. You know they rub that smooth, buttery cocoa butter on their skin because their skin is shiny and it look good and it smells good too. Um, I've also noticed women who didn't have lotion on. That's crusty, dusty, musty, right? That's that Drake song. That's one thing I noticed is you crusty, musty, dusty, lusty, you know. Uh, that's a good song, by the way. But yeah, crusty, dusty, musty is what I, that's my my phrase I've noticed from, from girls when it comes to their skin. I notice it really, really well. Um, the next thing, and I think this is the final thing, because I don't want to say, oh, I noticed they're, and I, like I'm never, you're never gonna have me say, because guys was douche douchebag guys would say, oh I look at her ass, I look at her titties, right? No, I'm not a jerk. I look for those pretty teeth, nice skin, but also in not a, not in a non creepy way. I notice the smell. Y'all know, ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, no, I noticed I noticed that if you smell nice. And you ain't got to smell like you come from money, right? Obviously, you've got the ways of smelling good. But if you smell good, right? If you don't smell like ranch, I've noticed in, in today's period, I noticed some people that smell ranch. And when I say ranch, I meant stank. Like some people just roll out of bed and you can smell it. Like it's so, and it, look, women and, and guys do it too but when they come around it's like a poof it's like it's there you gonna notice it it's it's it when you first step in there poof there it is right in your face you better dodge it you know i notice these things but i also notice when somebody when a girl smells amazing it's like poof and it's like he's like hey i smell good i notice these things um those are the things i notice from 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 a girl, I notice how well you you smell good, and I think it's hygiene, hygiene, hygiene is so gosh darn important. I make sure I not only take a shower, but lotions on, deodorants on, uh, cologne is on if I got some, um, you know. And I have this thing where you know, in my wash and dryer, like I buy the little detergent where it leaves a nice little scent when you dry it. These are the things I noticed. My teeth is brushed, face is washed, hair is cut, I'm trimmed to the face. These are the things that I do. And I think some women do it really well to, you know, they get up and they 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 wash they wash their ass. I'm gonna be honest, they wash their ass, put deodorant on, trim themselves up, and and put whatever it is that that have them smell good. And I would say you just need a nice balance, right? Because I also notice women who put a little too much on where it's, it's like I'm coughing. Cause you got too much of that perfume on like too much, like you bathe in it. Right. So those are the things I noticed from a girl, from a guy's standpoint. One thing I notice in a guy is, or the first thing I notice when I see is, you know, how well you make sure you don't smell. Cause us guys, we smell crusty, dusty, musty, lusty too. Sometimes we forget deodorant. Sometimes we, and we, when I say we, not me, we wear the same underwear and girls kind of do that too, right? Uh, yeah, change your drawers. Change your drawers. Shout out to Fresh Clean Drawers. <laughs> change your drawers, please. Because um, you smell like bookie. 
you smell like you don't, you don't did it in the in the underwear. Like change those. Um, but yeah, the smell for for what I noticed in the guy first is just uh, nice trim, right? You know, it's it's good to have because I used to have a crazy beard back in the day, but my line of work doesn't really appreciate the the whole beard aspect because of my because I'm the face of stuff. So now I got to trim it down. So I would say trim it down, haircut. I'm guilty of it, too, because if y'all remember, I had curly hair. I had an orange, bright orange curly hair, and it was nice for the times when I was in college, but when I grew up and got jobs, I had to cut it, right? So I think having a nice, neat haircut is also important, but I also uh, understand the style of it. People have dreads. People have um, locks, right? No, no judgment here. I wish I could grow locks. I probably could grow locks, but uh, my line of profession doesn't really... I wouldn't rock a lock with the kind of work that I do, if that makes sense. So uh, those are things I noticed in, in a guy and a girl, vice versa. Uh, the next question that you guys pulled out, um, which app seemed like magic the first time you used it? And that's a very good question. I think for me, the first time that I used an app and it felt like magic I got to say, it was Instagram. Um, I got to say, it was Instagram for me because I remember when I first got Instagram, when I first ever, ever got Instagram, that's when I had got a Samsung Galaxy phone. And my brother, Ryan, introduced me to Instagram when Instagram was popping. And I thought it was like magic because now... As people are calling me on the air, blooper reel. Just kidding. Uh, no, I got to cut that out because they will get pissed off uh, if I put them on the show. Um, but like I was saying, yeah, Instagram was the for magic for me because I I was able to, you know, express myself a little bit more and just post pictures. I was posting random pictures. And then my brother was like, no, that's not how you use Instagram. But I mean, I was a preteen at this time when Instagram came out or maybe like a late teenager. I don't know. So and then I saw all my friends that I'm close with had this social media and I could see what they're what they got going on in a non creepy way. I, I never stalk people. Um, even though I've had people stalk me on my social medias, uh, you know, recently and then years ago. Um, but I thought this was phenomenal. It was very magical because, you know, it's the first time we're having social media from like Facebook because Instagram's from Facebook on your phone. You can take it with you and, you know, you can post all the kind of things you want. I wish I was into podcasting back then. Right. So that way when I was into podcasting, when Instagram first came out, then I would be one of the the first person, first people to do media on Instagram, but I wasn't into podcasting that year, that year. and let alone had the equipment. I didn't have anything to, to do a podcasting at that moment. So um, I do, I got to say for that question, Instagram was kind of like magic for me. Um, I know a lot of people would say like uh, YouTube or Tinder or something like that, but you know, it was Instagram for me. Uh, what is the best restaurant in your area? Um, this is kind of an open question for because I, I dabble between two areas. One area, I can tell you it's Atlanta. The other area, I don't want to disclose. Uh, I got to keep my promise on a little bit. But um, the best restaurant in my area would have to be 
and if you're excluding the chain type restaurants, um, there was this, um, there's this breakfast spot. I'm blanking out on what the name uh, was called. Flying Biscuit. There it is. Shout out to Flying Biscuit. So there's a Flying Biscuit off of, what road can I name? Clifton Road. Um, That's one of the intersection roads. The Flying Biscuit was, or is, because it's still there, um, is the best restaurant for me. If you're thinking of it not being a large chain type restaurant, because I like now Flying Biscuit for all of you who may not know what that is. Flying Biscuit is a restaurant that dabbles in breakfast, right? So you can get a whole lot of breakfast like waffles and grits and bacon and eggs. And you can get chicken, too, for chicken and waffles, orange juice, lemonade. You know, they they sell breakfast food, biscuits. um, And it's such a great breakfast spot the one off of Clifton because it has its is originality to it. It's very authentic type of restaurant. You don't have it where it's your typical chain where it's gray inside and it's like corporate. This one has a little character character to it, right? So that's why I like that one that's kind of close in my area here in Atlanta is the Flying Biscuit because it's not your typical type restaurant. Um, it's phenomenal. It's really, really good. Um, I go there almost every year for my birthday. I know my mom took me last year. We're probably going to go again this year as I turn 28. Ooh, shout out to 28. <laughs> I'm scared, y'all. Uh, so yeah. Um, but it just has this true authentic, uh, a, a, a true originality to it. And I think that's really my favorite restaurant or the best restaurant, that, restaurant that's in my area. Uh, of course, in my other area, there's a lot of food chains like Zaxby's and Chipotle and Chick-fil-A, right? Um, if you think about my other area, I do go to this really nice um, Chinese spot. And let me tell y'all, I had to do an air horn for that one because the Chinese spots... That's not your typical Panda Express. I'm you ain't gonna catch me in Panda Express ever again because I had a bad experience with Panda Express. I think it's fake Chinese food. I just cannot dabble uh, into it. But it's just one of those things where uh, that restaurant was your mom and pop type Chinese spot. It's called China Cafe, and the prices are good. The Chinese food is amazing. Right. Because even though, yes, they've got I want to say they got a 99 on their health inspection. It doesn't look like your Panda Express from the inside. It don't. You know, we all know who, what the, what we mean. Um, and I like those type of spots because it kind of reminds me. So in my childhood, there was a Chinese China, uh, Chinese food spot, maybe in Milledgeville. That's probably still there. It's called the Great Wall. <laughs> The Great Wall Chinese food. Now, it took a minute for them to cook food because we had to wait a while. And we were kids, too, so we were and so we were hungry. But they had some really good Chinese food back in the day at Great Wall. Um, but since moving here to Atlanta and then going to my other area, which I won't name, obviously, um, it's good. China Cafe is really, really good. It's reasonably priced. Um, I normally get their chicken wing and and and, and uh fried rice that's just one thing i like to get from the spot but of course they offer more stuff um yeah so those are really my prime favorite best restaurants in my two areas that i occupy the most um but definitely the flying biscuit off of clifton road is one of those favorite restaurants it's so so good so i recommend people 
checking it out. So that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast today, the KLP in the morning podcast. But before we do that, y'all, thank y'all for staying tuned. Y'all know what we got to do before we wrap. Come on. Now. This beat is dope. Thank y'all for staying tuned for the podcast. Thank y'all for staying tuned for the week of podcasting. We'll see y'all next week. We hope everybody have a great weekend. I know I will. Because I ain't doing nothing but going to the gym and doing my homework. I'm shutting down work for, for a weekend. We hope y'all like enjoyed this podcast. The speed is dope. Hey. Come on. Ah. Yeah, like I say, hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast again. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel if you're watching the video version on YouTube and Spotify video. And if you're listening to the podcast, thank y'all. Share with your friends, letting you guys know we were live here in the studio. Give y'all another exciting podcast. And I've been your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Simone, T, Mike, it's been real. Thank y'all for y'all stories today. We'll see y'all next week, too. Come on. Shout out to all the Atlanta podcasters out there. Had a great week of podcasting. We'll be back maybe Monday, Tuesday for the KLP After Party Podcast. We'll be back Monday or Tuesday. One of them two. I'm still debating. Hey. Come on now. This beat is dope. All right, y'all. We out. Thank y'all. Yeah.